Welcome to the 25th Annual Conference of the Global Missions Health Conference. And I'm excited to talk to you today about a subject that I am very passionate about, telehealth and medical missions. My name is Roosevelt Fenellis. I am the founder of Cross Clinic, a medical technology company developing software solutions for medical missions in developing countries. We are a startup with just a volunteer staff working to help increase the overall health outcome of patients in remote communities. I'm also the CEO of Nulu, a software consulting and data science firm based out of Louisville, Kentucky for the past eight years. I also serve on the boards of Women's Global Cancer Alliance, WGCA, and Mesh Ministries. I was born and raised in Haiti to parents who are church planters. My beautiful wife, Ashley, and I currently live in Louisville with our four children, Dala, Ellie, Ted, and Jewel. This is the second year I am presenting a session on telehealth at the GNHC. Today, our session title is How Telehealth Can Help Improve Health Outcomes in Medical Missions. The objective of this session is to, one, give you a brief history and overview of the telehealth landscape, both in the U.S. and internationally. Two, understand the value of implementing telehealth for both short-term and long-term medical missions. Three, explore how medical missions using telehealth can increase the exchange of knowledge and training among people groups. And four, how to overcome some of the obstacles in implementing telehealth technologies in countries without the same information and communication infrastructure we have in the United States. My goal is that at the conclusion of this session, you will have a better understanding of the benefits of using telehealth in mission field and be excited to pioneer the implementation of telehealth systems in mission fields across the world, thereby better serving the patients and people God has called us to minister to via healthcare. What is telehealth? You have probably heard the terms telehealth and telemedicine used interchangeably. While both terms have similar meaning, telemedicine is strictly the provision of medical diagnosis consultation and treatment of a patient by a healthcare provider remotely. Telehealth, on the other hand, encompasses the delivery and facilitation of the entire healthcare ecosystem, such as patient care, medical records, remote care, practice management, treatment, medical billing, and education, patient education too, through the implementation of modern technologies, telecommunication and electronic information systems. Today, we are focusing primarily on how telehealth in general can be beneficial, implemented, and improve overall patient health outcomes in the developing world, and most specifically in medical missions worldwide. But first, let us look at the history of telehealth over the years. Telehealth can be traced back to as early as the 1920s and 1950s, coinciding with the onset of the information age. As we develop an improved communication technology, healthcare has always been at the forefront of researching, testing, and perfecting both speed and accuracy for transmission of information. In the early days, mental health providers were the pioneers using telemedicine to consult with patients remotely. According to the entry in an entry in the NCBI, the National Center of Biotechnology Information, a closed circuit television link was used between Nebraska Psychiatric Institute and Norfolk State Hospital for remote consultations. 
InTouch Health, a provider of commercial telehealth systems, put together this outline of the top milestones that made telehealth possible. In the 19 in 1948, first radiological images sent via telephone. So um, teleradiology has uh, been one of the very first uh, uh, medical field to adopt uh, telemedicine early on. Uh, the telephone proved more useful than just connecting folks all over the country. Doctors started using this new communications tool to send radiological images to other specialists, speeding up the data transfer process. In 1959, University of Nebraska uses telemedicine to transmit neurological examinations. This is the first case of health professionals using the telephone to send and receive medical documents across long distance. Um, in 1961, uh, the U.S. space program conducts uh, test flights with animals using uh, remote medical monitoring systems. Before the U.S. shot a man into space, the space program sent animals into space and used remote sensors to monitor their condition as they left the Earth's atmosphere. This paved the way for remote patient monitoring commonly used today. In the 1990s, the Internet is born. Uh, we would not have telehealth without the Internet. Uh, with a globally interconnected computer network, healthcare professionals can send and share information with just a few clicks. This laid the foundation for our modern healthcare system. In 1993, founding of the American Telemedicine Association uh, that starts laying down the uh, uh, ground rules and regulations for tele telehealth and telemedicine. In 2009, the ARRA, uh, which is the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009, uh, drives digital connectivity in medical technology. In the wake of the Great Recession in 2008, the country was suffering from mass unemployment and slow economic growth. The federal government tried to boost domestic economy and replenish the country's infrastructure, which telemedicine greatly benefit for. Investment upwards of $25 billion went to both private and public organizations and companies um, to continue building that infrastructure. 2010, it continues with CMS rules on meaningful use of electronic health records. Um, in 2016, we, we see HRSA receives uh, funding to expand the use of telehealth in rural areas. And rural areas really, um, both in the developing world and in the Western world, have uh, greatly benefit uh, from uh, telehealth. Yet telehealth still has a long way to go before it becomes the norm in our healthcare system. In the United States, telehealth now has its footprint in every aspect of the healthcare ecosystem. And system integration is growing more rapidly than ever, improving information access and sharing across systems and organizations. However, the greatest beneficiary of telehealth is perhaps rural patients. The successful implementation of rural telehealth systems has proven to save uh, patients time, money, improve access to care, and broaden the spectrum of specialty available, available to patients. All these things contribute to a lowering of costs for care and a better health outcome for a patient in general. Providers also benefit from telehealth. They can see more patients, access patient records anywhere via EMR, EHR, greater flexibility, higher satisfaction with patient outcome. Although patients in rural areas do not always have access to the best internet infrastructure, it is reassuring to see that both private and public entities have been working to improve rural broadband internet access. Telehealth internationally. While many developed countries, primarily in North America, Western Europe, and parts of Asia, have been adopting telehealth systems for patients, the rest of the developing world is far behind. We now have the best technologies that e than ever before to successfully implement telehealth systems. However, the biggest hurdle for poor and developing countries is the lack of infrastructure. The lack of high-speed internet and stable electricity networks is still very prevalent in many parts of the world. 
these hurdles make it very even harder to reach uh, patients in remote locations in rural places in those countries patients who tend to benefit more from telehealth medical missions we are at the annual global missions health conference the gmhc for those of you who have never attended before this conference is normally hosted on the campus of Southeast Christian Church where thousands travel from all over the world to share and learn from each other what God is doing across the globe in medical missions for the three-day conference but 2020 is not a normal year the coronavirus global pandemic has brought the world into a squelching halt for months so on the 25th anniversary of the global missions health conference we are all teleconferencing as I prepared for this session, I could not help but think about the similarities between COVID-19 and post-teleconferencing and telehealth in 2020. I thank God for the knowledge he has given us to develop and build these communication systems that we have become so dependent upon. As I said, I was born and raised in Haiti, where my parents are church planners. Uh, the most important characteristic of a successful church plant is the ability of the planters to foster a strong sense and spirit of community among the believers and or reached people group. My father taught us the basic biblical principle that God created humans to be communal. That is, we have within us a deep desire to be part of a meaningful community with each other and with him. We learn in Genesis 2:18, it is not good for men to be alone. In John, First uh, John chapter 1 verse 7, but if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Galatians 6:2 continues, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Romans 12:5. So in Christ we taught many. Uh, so in Christ, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. In Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three gathers in my name, there am I with them. So, so God created us to be communal, um, to be connected. And in the midst of this pandemic, uh, teleconferencing and telehealth has emerged to create uh, this virtual connection uh, for many. At the center of any thriving communal relationship is communication, effective communication that is. It is not a mistake that most recent advances in science and technology has been in improving human communication, connection and bringing people closer to each other. Innovations that are driven by the innermost, innermost desire to be connected with each other. So while we cannot be together physically, we still find ways to connect with each other. Telehealth works the same way. And I would submit that the, the telehealth in medical missions serves the same purpose. Followers of Christ who have the especially important skills and knowledge in medicine to help alleviate pain, treat diseases, and develop cures for otherwise deadly diseases have a deep desire and duty to be the hands and feet of Christ, quite literally. Telehealth now enables us to reach more people, treat more patients, assist colleagues in less time, and for a fraction of the cost of traveling. Medicine will always be a hands-on business, but so much can be done remotely nowadays, and it has never been easier to do so than now. While it's not merely safety concerns to oneself that will drive telehealth in medical missions like we've seen in 2020 with the coronavirus pandemic, it's the need and the desire to find effective means of providing care to our brothers and sisters near or far, remotely, as we fulfill the great commission that uh, powers our missional lives. Can telehealth be implemented in medical missions? Yes, but 
It is important to note that most medical missionaries are providing care in regions around the world that do not have anything close to the technology infrastructure that we have come to enjoy in the United States and other developed uh, countries. Telehealth in medical missions will look and operate very differently than the systems implemented in developed countries. It can be done, but will require some keen ingenuity in the parts of medical missionaries. Medical missionaries, however, are some of the best people I know that will make do with less and come up onto the spot inventions to get the job done. So I think telehealth will be in good hands in the mission field. Ten years ago, in the aftermath of the January 12th devastating earthquake in Haiti, I have seen the resilience and unwavering will of medical mission professionals making a way where there was none. First, we must evaluate if it's worth the trouble to implement telehealth in mission field. I believe it does for two main reasons. One, maximizing the gift of missionary healthcare providers. And two, improving the quality in healthcare outcomes for beneficiaries of medical missions. So maximizing the gift of the missionary healthcare provider. Medical missionary providers generally fall in one of two categories. Long-term missionary health provider, which at Cross Clinic we call LMHPs, those who live and work in medical mission field for months or years at a time. These missionaries tend to immerse themselves into the communities where they serve, learn the local language sometimes, adopt the local culture to some extent, and work alongside local healthcare colleagues. Short-term missionary health providers, which at Cross Clinic we call SMHPs, those who travel for days or weeks at a time to provide medical care before returning home, where they spend most of their time as a healthcare provider. These missionaries usually partner with other long-term missionaries who may or may not be healthcare professional, uh, professionals themselves. The care they provide are for the most part relief in nature or urgent care. Let's look at the short-term missionary health providers, which you will hear me refer to as SMHPs uh, more often. Let us take, for example, the healthcare provider who either works in a hospital or private practice in the United States, but donate their time and skill one or two weeks a year and travel internationally to provide medical care. That is a noble act, a priceless uh, gift, and certainly rewarding experience for the beneficiary and the missionary. I mentioned earlier that I was raised in Haiti, so where I was both a beneficiary and now one who helped provide uh, medical mission trips um, in Haiti. Medical missionaries would travel to churches my parents ministered at or the missionary school I attended to provide all sorts of care, including optometry, dental, surgery, family care, uh, pediatrics, etc. While short-term care providers in the mission field are filling the gap between often dilapidated pedated uh, local health systems and or the lack of access to health care in general for many communities. The fragmented nature of such care does not always yield a satisfactory health outcome for the patient. The same patient may see several doctors over the course of a year, sometimes for the same health issue. Medical records may not be kept or readily available. In many cases, the patients themselves do not fully understand their care plan and due to the lack of education may not be able to read or understand instructions given by the missionaries. The patient may end up hopping around seeking medical care from different missionaries or other providers in hopes of finding a solution to the health problems they are facing. Telehealth uh, can help resolve several of these inefficiencies and drastically improve the health outcomes for the patients we serve. 
one solution is to have a telehealth system that keeps adequate adequate medical history for the patients seen at a medical mission clinic that system would be set and managed by the organization affiliated with the short-term medical missionary providers access can be given to the future missionary provider missionary healthcare providers who will be seeing scheduled visit patients review their prior care and even communicate with the other providers who have seen the patient when critically needed this will create a continuity of care system that would better serve the patient increase their overall health outcome and allow the missionary provider to provide a better quality of care on the field in the United States, we, know now, we now know that the continuity of care has proven to yield higher quality of care and better health outcome for patients who have the opportunity to be a partner in their care plan with their primary care provider, PCP. The provider gets to know the patient better and therefore able to provide a holistic care to the patient that helps them achieve set health care goals for the patient instead of just relief care. Patients who are suffering from chronic diseases or require long-term care for a medical condition will most likely achieve higher results in satisfaction with their care when the continuity of care is sustained. Telehealth now provides us the capability to replicate, replicate the sustained continuity of care model in the medical missions to improve overall healthcare outcome for patients. Most, if not all, medical missionary providers want to spend as much time as required with their patient to assure they achieve their health care goals. But their mission is short-term. At Cross Clinic, uh, we know that medical missionary providers are willing to follow up with some of the patients they care for on mission field via integrated telehealth systems. We don't give up our vacation days and precious time close down our practice and travel halfway across the world if we didn't actually believe we are making an impact on the lives of the patients we are treating in the field. This would ensure that highly skilled time and cost of providing, providing medical missions abroad actually yields its intended purpose of providing quality health care that improves the patient's overall health outcome. And at Cross Clinic, we have spent the last couple years building a telehealth system that will do exactly this model that we just uh, uh, looked at. Our goal has been to build a system that will, one, be adaptable to different infrastructures around the world, and two, especially to help medical missionaries provide better care. We are now testing the initial phase, which is a telehealth system specifically built to capture basic health records and facilitate remote consultation with patients. We envision that the patient will visit the local partner affiliated with the medical missionary when a consultation is scheduled. This works like a hub and spoke system for outpatient e-visit. Well, what about the long-term missionary health provider, the LMHP? Everything we said about the short-term missionary care provider can apply to the long-term missionary care provider as well, with a couple extra use cases. The LMHP will greatly benefit from electronic health records for the patient base they care for. Many long-term missionary health providers evolve into full-blown clinics or hospitals, similarly to how some of the oldest hospitals and even universities in the United States are long-term relics of the Christian and Catholic long-term missionary health providers who followed the European colonists to America. Many years later, now prosperous nation, America would take the lead on sending out missionaries and particularly medical missionaries throughout the world. Even when some countries would not allow missionaries in their homeland, medical missionaries, however, were widely welcomed 
and set to build the health infrastructure in many other countries as well. Long-term missionary healthcare providers and entities could be the pioneers once more to adapt telehealth systems to reach even more communities across the world. They may even be catalysts to help implement broad use of telehealth systems in other countries in hopes of improving the healthcare outcomes and quality of care. The exchange of knowledge and training. Uh, telehealth is uniquely positioned to foster learning between long-term medical health uh, care providers, indigenous care providers, and their counterparts in the United States and as well. In the United States, healthcare is very specialized. I mean, you see a different doctor specialist for everybody part. In most cases, LMHPs are the primary care provider and the spiritual healer and every specialty in between in the medical missionary field. They could certainly use the help of their counterparts and who are SMHPs network back in the U.S. for training, consultation with unique cases. The training is both ways as well. Uh, the long-term medical missionary often has knowledge and experiences about diseases in other parts of the world the U.S. doctors may have very little experience with. Uh, think of Ebola a few years ago, and probably even COVID-19 in 2020. Long-term medical missionaries around the world have in the past helped U.S. healthcare professionals provide better care for their own patients. This will become even more valuable as the world gets smaller with technology advances and global traveling is more accessible. Telehealth Technologies at the core of telehealth is communication, audio, visual, textual, data, analysis. More robust systems can often use several different telehealth components integrated together to cover the full spectrum of healthcare. Modern communication technologies have made it extremely easy for people across the globe to communicate with each other using internet-enabled devices. Social media is much more than text messaging now, extending to audio video content. So one might ask, what is the need for telehealth specific systems? As I mentioned at the beginning of this session, telehealth is a lot more than just teleconsultation, the actual e-visit between the patient and provider remotely. We now have uh, technologies in teleradiology, telemetry, telepathology, telepharmacy, telepsychiatry, etc. All these services are backed up with robust electronic healthcare records of the patient's data that must be acquired accurately, stored efficiently, analyzed for diagnosis, treatment and research, and shared securely as the patient moves around the healthcare ecosystem. In the United States, there are strict regulations on how to do all this, and you all probably heard of HIPAA. Most of the world are far behind on regulatory infrastructure for telehealth, but the practice of telehealth for some extent, to some extent becoming more and more a reality as the internet reaches more and more people in all corners of the world. Beyond a visual audio consultation, telehealth can be extended to monitor patient health remotely, taking vital signs and other health data sets in real time. And many of these technologies can be used at the patient's home without a health professional uh, present. As we end this session, at Cross Clinic, we are focusing on systems that will be used by healthcare professionals on the mission field to remotely collaborate with colleagues for the purpose of diagnosis, treatment, research, and education. I believe the future of telehealth in medical missions is bright. Modern technology advances are making it much easier for us to reach even more people all over the world for Christ. If you are a healthcare provider thinking about providing medical care as a missionary, 
you now can do that right where you are thanks to telehealth. So whether you take a short-term medical missionary trip or you take a long-term medical missionary trip, the idea is if we can create a system that allows for the doctor, the nurse, the, the psychiatrist, the psychologist, whomever it is that's providing the care in the medical field, once they return back home, be connected somehow to that medical mission field. The organization that probably sponsored them or affiliated with to go and provide such great care. As someone who've been a beneficiary and now have provide medical mission services to, to others, I think telehealth can be a big piece of improving the quality of healthcare we provide in the medical mission field, of increasing the health outcome for those patients that we see in the medical mission field. Because now we have the capability to follow up with them. Now we have the capability to see to it that they follow up with the care and the plan that we have given them. Um, whether their medication need to be adjusted or whether they need to see a different specialist. And it can be to where this provider who have gone into the medical mission field, who has come back home doing their daily uh, uh, job, give a couple hours a month or every couple months and just check in with these patients. I think just this little small piece of sustained continuity of care will make such a huge difference and maximize in that initial gift that was given in the medical mission trip that was taken. And for the long-term care providers, they can use the help of others and colleagues when they see cases that they may not familiar with or they need some kind of a specialty or second opinion. Telehealth brings that together to where halfway around the world, we can communicate, we can have that interaction with the patient and with our colleagues, the exchange of information and easy access to the patient health records to be able to provide a better, a better care uh, for them. That's my vision. Uh, that's our vision at Cross Clinic. And uh, we hope that this uh, becomes part of your vision uh, because now we can actually see and do a lot more with the patients without traveling each time. Um, it is easier to travel, but it's also costlier. It, it costs more money to travel. It requires to leave uh, uh, um, your job, leave your family, um, and, and not all of us uh, are able to do it for months and years at a time. But when we take that one week or that two weeks or a trip, consider implementing and utilizing telehealth systems to make um, a better outcome, to make that initial gift of care that you provide, not just something that was a relief care, but for those especially who have a chronic disease, for those uh, maybe uh, a pregnant mom um, in some remote place that they, doesn't have access to primary and, and, and OBGYN care uh, themselves. Just that teleconsult coupled with the missionary that is underground full time could mean a world of a difference to these patients. And, and I'm sure, I know that most of you listening to uh, me and taking part in this session today, that is your desire, is to actually see that your patients are well and that they improve uh, and, and with their health. So as I leave, let me leave you with this verse. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Luke chapter 9, verse 2.
Well, thank you for joining me for this tele-session on telehealth and medical missions. I hope you and your family are staying safe and well during this pandemic. Before I let you go though, do not forget to go to crossclinic.org later and drop in your contact information to stay in touch with us. Uh, that will add you to our newsletter uh, so you can get additional information from us from time to time as we continue to work and developing this system. We'd love to see some of you help um, join some of the other organizations who are uh, helping us with uh, beta testing, uh, if possible. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to stay in touch that way. I I'd love to connect with you and see how God is using you uh, for his uh, uh, kingdom. I can also be contacted. You can, uh, you can reach me at r.finellis. Uh, at crossclinic.org and again the website crossclinic.org. I believe we have now a few minutes left for uh, Q&A. It was my pleasure to be back at uh, the Global um, uh, Health Conference, Missions Health Conference uh, for a second time. Uh, I think it was in 2017. I first uh, did a breakout session um, and uh, 2020 is my second year. I've been there as a participant other years as well. I, I think um, uh, GMHC is doing a great service by bringing all of us together even while we can't be physically together to put this conference um, so that we can continue to share what the Lord is doing and how he's expanding his kingdom especially through healthcare. I will see you in the Q&A. May God bless you and have a blessed day.